0: Hey, it's producer Daniel from The Dive Table. I wanted to take a minute to let you know about our dive clubs. If you enjoy what Nick and Jay bring to The Dive Table every week, then I would ask you to consider joining one of our exclusive, all-inclusive dive clubs. Bringing you this content every week does take time and energy. And just like any other item on the market, it requires upfront costs. Lucky for us, we're not in the market of mass production, because we only create one product, The Dive Table. With your support, however, we can start to bring exclusive content to The Dive Table that we wouldn't otherwise be able to accomplish. Interviews with legendary scuba divers such as Mike Galt, global conservationists such as Jean-Michel Cousteau, and marine biologists such as Dr. Sylvia Earle. Go to our website, www.thedivetable.com, and click on Join a Dive Club in the upper right-hand corner. Choose a club that best fits your budget and join today. Help us spread the messages of those that help keep our diving waters clean and healthy. Help us be the diving podcast that brings the most comprehensive stories to your ears. Thank you.
1: Welcome to the Dive Table. I'm Jay Gardner, and with me as always is Nick Hogle. And producer Daniel is here as well, which must mean we are recording another episode of the show. Nick, how, how are you doing today?
2: I am doing good, man. I'm uh, loving, well, actually, actually, I don't know if I'm loving this heat, but it has been a hot one in Texas so far for us. I mean, I feel like there's just 100 degree days never ending. And then the last couple weeks have just been 100 degree days, which is um, I know it does get hot in Texas, but I feel like this is definitely kind of a unusually hot this time of year. But um, yeah, man, it's like I don't even want to go outside at this point in time just because I'm like, man, it's hot. Or I need to go outside and then jump right into the lake. But doing pretty I good. No, man, we we uh,
1: we last weekend we spent um, as part of my my IDC uh, we were doing what's called an essentials course, but it's essentially the same thing as like a GUE Fundy's course. And the uh, instructor flew in from, um, from the Great Lakes area, from Detroit, Michigan. And, man, he flew in and, and picked him up from the airport on Friday, and we went straight to the lake. <laughs> and it was hot. I mean, it was hot. We spent you know, 95% of the time outside at the lake, you know what I mean? And um, that first day, we we were just all – dying you know drinking so much water and like i was so thankful i had my P valve i was <laughs> so thankful that the thing was installed but um but he you know we were in into dive too on on the first friday night there and uh and man he he cramped like crazy he wasn't drinking enough water and uh yeah it was he had a miserable friday evening like it was just bad and it's just been so hot so 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 hot and yes the lake's nice like you you want to go to that thermocline now, <laughs> just to yeah, cool off, yeah. you know, like just to cool off. So yeah, it was a, it was a very fun weekend, but man, you're right. It was just hot. And, and the thing about heat is it just takes it out of you for days afterwards. It's, you don't even realize how drained you are until you get to air conditioning for more than, you know, an hour <laughs> and, and then you're, you know, have to recover for days after that. So Kudos, a uh, shout-out uh, to James Mott, also the, the, uh, the co-host of the Great Dive podcast. He was out here um, working with us. Shout-out to him for, for toughing it out with his uh, you know thick Michigan blood, ready for the cold, being in the, uh, the Texas heat. So he toughed it out uh, for the weekend. We had a great weekend, uh, awesome diving and, uh, and all that. But, yeah, shout-out to him for, for toughing out the Texan heat. Was this his first time in Texas? I don't know if it was this. I don't think it was his first time in Texas. It was his first time diving in Texas. Um, oh, okay. And I'm not sure when the other time he came, if it was this hot or not.
2: I'm assuming he was just so smitten by Lake Travis. He's just itching to get back here and dive some more or what? Oh, and it was like, it was like the worst visibility weekend too. <laughs> it
1: was just like so bad. Yeah. He's just like, wow. Now I understand what you guys mean. Like when you talk about you know, if you can train here and you love diving here, then you'll love diving anywhere else. So yeah, we got a little taste of the the Lake Travis fun here. Well, cool. So Nick, you have some big news to share, but I wanted to start this episode out with a little saying I picked up a while back ago that I think is relevant to today's episode. So I want to start things off, go a little deep. And I think, you know, in the movie biz, they call this uh, foreshadowing. Um, you know, doing some foreshadowing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try my hand at it and some foreshadowing and give you a little a little deep quote I picked up a while back ago, which is, "The deep sea can be fathomed, but who knows the hearts of men?"
2: <laughs> that's
1: that's fairly <laughs> so deep, you know, hit hitting hard. Uh, you know, and that is an ancient Malaysian proverb. Um, so oh, just, uh, okay. You know, amazing. Is that Malaysia. how they
2: say it in Malaysia too? In English?
1: Apkabar. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to say. That's all. Upkabar. <laughs> all right. So you ready? You ready to jump into this one? Ah, uh,
0: let's dive right in. A podcast for scuba divers everywhere. Take your seat at the dive table. With your hosts Nick Hogle and Jay Gardner. All right,
1: so first let let's kick this off right, and let's get right to the meat of today's episode, which is you have a big announcement, uh, and you're you're wanting to share this. So, what's your big announcement? The the floor is yours, buddy.
2: Um, I am very very excited to announce that I just purchased my first spare air and I am really looking forward to using it. No, I'm totally kidding. Um, no, I actually, I have a big move coming up. Uh, it's been in the works for a little bit now. I've just been waiting on, uh, immigration visa paperwork, but, uh, I am actually moving to Malaysia. Uh, I think a few of you out there, Probably already know, but maybe not the bulk of the listeners. Um, just because it's 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 actually an opportunity that came up last year, um, probably around this time. And uh, for various reasons, you know, pandemic, I think Amerikron, I think that's how you pronounce it. uh, I wasn't able, they weren't able to facilitate it last year, but uh, earlier this year, they reached back out to me and they're like, Hey, are you still interested in this job in Malaysia? And I was like, yeah, let's, you know, move forward, see what we can do. And um, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. It's, it's definitely, Uh I'm not gonna lie, it's not scuba related. So that's kind of one thing that I am bummed out a little bit about. It's a job um I used to be a welder in my former life. Uh the semiconductor industry. Uh if a lot of you know the Austin area is known as Silicon Hills, you know, Silicon Valley's over there uh in California, and a lot of these companies started moving here, so there's a lot of the a lot of these tech companies that have moved here. I kind of fell into the semiconductor industry and worked for this company a uh, while back. I mean, probably six six years ago or something like that. And they just opened up a facility in Malaysia, and they kind of wanted to get people that could hit the ground running. So for some reason, my um, you know my name still kind of floated around there, and they knew I liked to travel. They're like, hey, well, why don't we reach out to this guy and see if he would be interested in going. Uh, and, and it's actually going to be an amazing opportunity because me and my girlfriend, uh, my girlfriend works for the company still. That's probably why my name would you know still kind of floating around there. And she's actually moving out with me. So both of us are moving out. She's going to be taking a job out there as well. And we're just kind of in the paperwork process. Uh, at this point, everything is finalized. I'm just kind of waiting on that final. You're good to go. I think uh, I just got an email the other day where I have to fill out some the employment side of it which is which is a huge plus um but one of the uh exciting things about it is uh i think it's like 4 years ago now time flies this pandemic really through you know this past couple years just fast forward you know we were just kind of it didn't seem like it at the time but now i'm just thinking man that was 4 years ago um i was actually traveling through malaysia and i ended up stopping in this place i flew into kuala lumpur and Ended up stopping in this place. I, you know, was in Kuala Lumpur. And I was like, oh, what else is there in Malaysia? And I found this little cool island called Penang. And I was like, oh, let me go check out what this is about. Uh originally I was only going to go there for three days. And I think I ended up staying close to a week just because I absolutely fell in love with this island. Uh just really, really cool little island, basically just kind of north uh, west of Kuala Lumpur. And uh uh, ended up staying there and I was like, I definitely have to come back here and spend more time here. And oddly enough, that's where the job is at. Not on the Island Penangos to the mainland as well, but, um, we're, we're looking at places where we might live on the Island just to kind of have that experience and commute over to the mainland with like, which I think is like probably going to be like a 30 minute commute. Uh, but why not, you know, live, live that Island life in uh, Malaysia and check it out. But, um, I'll stop rambling, but yes, I am moving to Malaysia. I'm very excited about it. Uh, pretty much in the final processes, a uh, final process of packing and all this stuff, giving all my dive gear away. No, totally choking. But uh, <laughs> it's like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to just experience the the culture, but mostly experience the diving because um, i Pretty sure most of you aware are aware that uh, I do like my diving, so I'm very excited to go out there and check out some dive sites.
1: Yeah, and I think from my perspective, man, I'm I'm really excited for you and excited for what the future holds. Obviously, I'm bummed that you're you're leaving in some ways, um, and also somewhat jealous because I love Malaysia. I've been there quite a number of times, um, pre my diving career, uh, just on with work and things. But, um, but yeah, I mean, so excited for you, excited for the opportunity that that's going to bring, that, uh, you know, the, I think there's just such a key to not just visiting and traveling places, but living abroad just brings so much, uh, you know, richness to life and uh, so I'm, I'm excited for you, man. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I know that we're recording a podcast, so this isn't the, the personal high five, uh, you know, have a beer moment, but, uh, but certainly <laughs> happy for you and uh, <laughs> excited that, that you've got this, uh, this opportunity for you. And I think it's going to be amazing. So maybe, maybe for this episode, I think our intention from that announcement was to talk about the amazing uh, country of Malaysia. And get into, you know, our experiences there. Um, We'll get to the diving at some point. I know I haven't dove there, uh, but I've definitely read a lot and excited about that. But maybe let's talk in this next segment here more about... Malaysia as a country so may, may i set things up with some boring facts and then we can get into but so first of all if you don't know Malaysia is a country in Southeast Asia so oh. uh Nick is from the Thai yeah you're not you're not going to Africa uh, Damn <laughs> someone misled listen. me uh, thought I was going you, to you Argentina. thought you're gonna be next to Germany right yeah, <laughs> yeah or, like, Australia isn't it yeah. cold there yeah. <laughs> Southeast Asia so um Nick is from uh, you know, his, his, his family heritage comes from Thailand and my family heritage, part of my family heritage comes from the Philippines. So it's a it's an area that's near and dear to uh, to us as you know people. But it's in Southeast Asia and it consists of 13 states and three federal territories that are separated by um, the South China Sea into two regions. Um, and peninsular Malaysia and, uh, is one of those regions. And then Borneo's kind of East Malaysia is the other region. And again, between that is the South China Sea. And just another couple of little facts here. Um, peninsular, peninsular, sorry, peninsular Malaysia shares, uh, land and maritime border with Thailand And maritime borders with, check this out, Singapore, Vietnam, and Indonesia, right? Of course, um, a lot of the maritime borders are there. East Malaysia shares land and maritime borders with Brunei and Indonesia, and a maritime border with the Philippines and the Vietnam, and Vietnam. So there's a lot of borders happening there, um, which is pretty cool, a lot of opportunity in Southeast Asia uh, to jump around um, to the different areas. Um, the capital is Kuala Lumpur. Um, if you've been to Malaysia, you've likely flown into Kuala Lumpur and (laughs) Malaysia, excuse me, Malaysia has a population as of this recording of over 32 million. So there's some stats and facts, Encyclopedia J here coming out. Um, you know, letting you know, uh, the facts of Malaysia. Um, so, so there you go. But yeah, what else about Malaysia should we talk about?
2: Um, you know, I, I don't have a whole lot of experience with Malaysia. Uh, that's actually one of the reasons why I'm very excited. Like I've been to Thailand, I've been to Indonesia, I have not been to the Philippines. There's, there's a lot of places that I have not been. Uh, but Definitely. I I've wanted to go to Malaysia. That's why when I was traveling last, uh, the last time I was able to go backpacking around, I was leaving Thailand on my way to Indonesia. I was like, Oh, Malaysia would be a great spot to just kind of stop and and see what's going on. And, And I did. So I ended up staying in Kuala Lumpur for, um, probably it was a total of four nights. Uh, I think it was like two or three nights in the beginning. And then I just flew in there or not even flew. in. I took a bus from Penang down to Kuala Lumpur, stayed for a night and then flew into, uh, Indonesia the next, the next day, I believe it was, it's, it's a while ago. Um, but just kind of the things that I remember that I really enjoyed was, uh, um, and these aren't necessarily facts. I guess it's just my, my personal, uh, experience with it. Uh, the food there was absolutely amazing. I think it's just kind of a, a blend of all these different types of, you know, cultures just coming in and, and, um, most, I don't want well, to know if most, you know, but what's really cool is they have these, these like hawker centers where you go in and there's just all these different stalls with all this, just absolutely amazing food. And, and the prices on the food is just absolutely amazing. And, and, uh, I just remember it being just like, like a cultural delight. Like every time I would go to a new stall, it's like, Oh, what is this? Let me try this. Wow. This is just an explosion of flavor. And I, I do think that the food is really good. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other type of experiences that I had there, but um, most of my experience was in Penang. So it's a really cool little Island. There's a lot of history on that Island. The, the town that I stayed in was called Georgetown and it's it's full of these really colorful buildings. I'll actually post some pictures up that I took while I was there in uh, Penang. It's just these really cool, um, colorful type buildings. I think it's very—I don't want to say European, but uh, I can't quite who 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 dominated it at some point in time. Um, but the uh, really cool thing about Penang is the street art. So if you go and you Google Penang, Malaysia, there's this really cool street art scene there where a lot of people will just come in and they'll just you know there's pictures of you know paintings of people and all this cool stuff and 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 I'll actually post some of these pictures. I'll have to kind of find them in my in my hard drive somewhere. One of my one of my hard drives I have a stash of pictures that I always thought was really cool uh, and. Um, so as far as facts, I don't know a whole lot. I think that the the language is Malay. Is that what it is? I mean, there's probably a bunch of different languages spoke, but I do remember it was very similar to Indonesia. Do you did you did you pick up any uh, any um, sayings or or I know you had the quote, but were you able to pick up on the language there while you were there? Well, no. I mean, I, I, some
1: slang is the best that. So I, I've been to Malaysia, Kuala Lumpur, I think now three times um, on work. So it was, you know, it was work and I stayed there probably two or three weeks at a time type of thing. And I loved it as well. I, Malaysia is one of my favorite Southeast Asia countries. And what I loved about it was it, it was the right amount of raw. That's the best way I could put it. (laughs) I don't know. Like there, you know, Singapore, if you've been to Singapore is very, uh, prim and proper like the funniest the the funniest shirt i ever saw in singapore because it was true was like this shirt with these little circles on it i mean from top to bottom of the shirt with the little cross out you know like don't do this so it's a circle with a line through it and it was like all the things that you can't do in singapore like that are against the law it was a true to life shirt i was like that that is you know funny because it's true but malaysia You know, isn't as prim and proper. It's it's the right amount of still, you know, like raw in my mind. But um, but yeah, I I picked up uh, some slang there, and the funniest one, and you're gonna hear this, I think, a lot, is the word "la," and it means nothing. There's no, there's no like, there's no meaning to it. But it gets added to everything, so it's like "hey la," "okay la," "yeah la." It's kind of like a. I don't know, uh, cool or whatever. Like it's just this ending of the phrase for whatever reason. And so I asked about, it. I remember, you know, hanging out with some folks and they were, you know, Hey, la, let's go get this. I'm like, what, what, what does la mean? Or what does Yala mean? And they're like, what are you, what are you talking about? I'm like, when you say hey, la, like, Oh, Hey la, Like, yeah. Yeah. When you say that, what does it mean? Like, Oh, I don't know. They started laughing and it's just a cultural thing addition to uh, to phrases it's kind of I, I don't know it's kind of like the equivalent of an um or
2: or uh it's like or the, whatever uh, it would the be. canadian a what you doing a yeah
1: there you go <laughs> exactly yeah that's exactly it yeah it's it's just like it's like hey eh. la like <laughs> yeah that's funny. let's go to dinner la like it's funny so i picked that one up um the other one a few others i picked up was was boss so like you know it, it's when when you say hey man or hey guy, oh, yeah. it usually it's because you don't know someone's name, you know. In Malaysia, it was constantly like boss, but you might even know that person's name. It's just like hey hey boss, you can't sit there, or hey, hey boss, you you uh, <laughs> you want to come with us to X Y Z? It's kind of the the guy of Malaysia, which I thought was funny. Um, I was mining my mind for for That's these uh, to remember them. Uh, here's another one for you, um, Chinchai. Chinchai. <clears throat> Chinchai chin means like chinchai, whatever. Like,
0: you know, like, okay, like I remember okay. this
1: guy, there was there were like cows uh, in the street in this little market. And someone came in and was like, hey, the cows are coming in. And this guy was like, chinchai. I was like, okay, does that mean like go do something about it? Or like, what, what does that mean? Like, like And it basically got explained to me that just means like, whatever. Like <laughs> that's <you> know, <laughs> life as usual, chinchai, whatever. Like, move on. It's like, whatever, um, man. Yeah, whatever, man. Chinchai. Like, whatever. <laughs> um, that works. Uh, I'm, I want to use that one on my kids. Like, they're like, daddy. Chinchai. You know, I, I want a snack. i be just be like, Chinchai. <laughs> 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 They'll just look at me confused because I have no idea what I just said. That'd be a lot of fun. I'll try that tomorrow. Uh, and then own the own last language. slang one I picked up. Yeah, start my own. Life. Exactly there. There you go. The last one I picked up was uh, was Chun, or I think it's it's either Chun or Chun. I can't remember. Um, but it's like you know the stamp of approval, like that guy's all right, or that guy's cool, or like like Chun, like you know your hair looks good today, Chun. Like yeah, cool, oh, okay. thanks, man. Like whatever. That's kind of a cool one. So you're probably gonna get there and be like, listen to this and be like, dude, I tried all those and Jay was totally <laughs> full of crap. <laughs> oh uh, but but that's what i remember so uh, of course my my memory is probably going to fail me and you're going to get there and be like dude well, i started you, saying hey and everyone looked at me like it was crazy
2: well you know that's kind of the 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 crazy thing because i am i want to say it's probably like a four hour drive north of kuala lumpur uh but definitely I'm, I'm really excited to spend some time in kuala lumpur as well uh but it's almost like you know if you go up to the northeast you know they have their own like hey guy or you know for me growing up, i was like hey kid hey kid and uh then you go down south it's like vastly different like i don't even know like howdy or you know (laughs) or like i know the big one i know the the big one um that was like a weird transition for me because i i did i you know uh, was born in California, lived in California, the Bay Area, up until I was 12. And over in the Bay Area, I'm sure a lot of you know it's hella like, hey, that's hella cool. That's, that's hella awesome, you know, whatever you want to call it. You go to the, well, and then I moved to New Hampshire and it was all wicked. Like, hey, that's wicked cool. That's, that's wicked, you know, that's wicked fat, you know, like, and I'm just like, what? Like, what is going on here? And, and it's funny because you can kind of tell where people are from from their little sayings and lingos. So, um, You know, maybe that is a thing in in Penang as well, but maybe it's a a Kuala Lumpur thing. But it'll be cool because if I hear that, I'll be like, oh, my buddy was telling me about that. Are you from Kuala Lumpur? Um, So, no, that's that's uh, that's funny. I'll definitely have to pick up on that. And uh, that's actually one of the things I'm really excited about. So this is going to be well, I take that back. This isn't going to be the first time I've lived out of country. I have lived out of country, but I was in first grade. So, I did live in Thailand. I think it was even kindergarten, I should say. So, not much memory there. Very, very childhood memory type stuff. You know, the, the older you get, the kind of more hazy it seems those years. Uh, but I am excited to go out there as an adult and, you know, pick up on the language and see where I'm at a year from now. You know, like see if I can, you know, I don't think I'll be speaking fluently, but if I'm able to hold conversations, that'll that'll be a huge accomplishment for me. Um, so I am I am really excited to kind of pick up on the, the little, you know, the little slang terms and this and that and see, you know, where I'm at in a year. Um, and then it's funny, too, if you if you ever hear, you know, uh, maybe like I should say English speakers and they live in a country for a year or two or three. Um, they do almost kind of formulate their own language because it's, it's such a, it, like a weird, you know, like it, 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 like the way that they talk, they kind of have to slow it down and, and they just kind of, you know, like have this weird, so they can, they can make sense to people. But no, I am looking forward to kind of seeing how, you know, it'll be, it'll be, uh, and it'll be exciting to listen to this podcast and then listen to a podcast a year from now and see how my my language has changed a little bit. <laughs> like, I'll still be speaking English, but it'll just be slightly different, you know. <laughs> so we'll
1: we'll see exactly.
2: Goes.
1: Yeah, the whole Southern California, like I grew up in Southern California. There is no such word as hella, so that's how we always, yeah, knew you no, guys were coming down. You know, like it was like, uh, like yeah, I said, hella is not from around here.
2: Yeah. yeah. What, I, I, what is the thing in Southern California? Bro, I probably. remember. Yeah. Bro, hey, bro. bro.
1: No, it's true. Hey, bro. But – You know, like
2: – Yeah, it's, it's – Or like
1: uh, – Or no funny. worries is one of those Southern yeah. California. I don't know if that's all the way up and down California, but no worries is definitely a phrase like that, that Southern Californians – And then the other thing weird about Southern California is, which I didn't learn until I moved to Texas, was we put the word the before our freeways – so it's not. It's not take five. It's take the five north to wherever it is, or take the eight hundred five south to wherever it is. I don't know. I, I think it's because we spend so much time on freeways, it becomes a proper noun <laughs> rather than just a noun. Um, yeah, but uh, but out here in Texas, I you just say oh yeah one thirty one to two twenty one. Yeah, that's a weird one. No, well, is, I, I know is in kind Kuala of Lumpur funny to so pick th- up
2: on those little things. Yeah, there are some. weird... Oh no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm
1: I'm looking forward to hearing what you get back. So yeah, when I was in Kuala Lumpur, some things that stuck out to me too, like obviously there are the Petronas Twin Towers, right? They're the famous Twin Towers. They're these, you know, they almost look like a, you know, these these really amazing spires that are completely look like silver. It almost you know something from the middle aged, uh, you know, what do you call it, armor? It uh, looks like it's built out of. And I remember going up in the towers and, and having that experience. And, you know, obviously, they, they house. I think I got my hair cut <laughs> once in the towers. You know, they, they house all. But Which, by the way, I just have to say, like, like this is a total rant uh, on the side. But I have Asian hair. You have an Asian mane. <laughs> I have Asian hair. A little bit different. But... <laughs> It's amazing to for me to, when I get my haircut in Asia. It's it's amazing. I don't know why it's so, it's so different, but they just know how to cut my hair so well. And uh, um, anyway, that's a whole. But I remember that haircut in the Petronas Towers because I, I remember thinking to myself like This is amazing. They know what to do with my hair. It's great. But um, but Petronas Towers. Um, and then I have, actually have a really cool story about the KL Tower. So the KL Tower is is basically uh, another big tower, but it's only, um, thing really is at the very top, it has like a rotating, I don't know what you call it, uh, the proper name for it, but it, it's just a big tower. And then at the very top, it has a circular donut around it that rotates and you have dinner up there. Um, you know, type of thing that that's all it is it's an attraction. And, um, you take an elevator up and I remember going to the KL tower for a buddy's birthday. Um, he was traveling with me as part of my team and I said, well, where should I take him for his birthday? Cause it's his birthday today and we're out here and he said, oh, I'll take him to the KL tower. All right. So we went up there and it's kind of like a, I think all you can eat buffet style, you know, 7 million course dinner, whatever it is. And, um, and I remember it rotates around and you can kind of stand and, and the glass is t- tilted enough that you can kind of lean over the glass that's in there and look straight down. And I remember when we were up there. Um, overlooking the entire city there was this incredible lightning storm and at first you're kind of like oh my gosh this is beautiful you know this is amazing you're seeing you're at the basically at the eye level with the lightning where the origin type of feeling and then you know however many minutes of that and then you realize wait a minute we're in a really big tall tower Like, and the lightning's <laughs> right above us like it's made of uh metal. you know then you start to ask questions and it's all made of metal yeah like we were fine obviously we survived um but it was an incredible experience and i found out later that the kl tower actually hosts a base jumping um i don't know what you call it uh base jump i don't think it's a competition but it's like a whole event event um once a year and i saw some of the videos that one of my buddies is a um as a base jumper and he was showing me some videos and and literally they they jump off the tower you know pop the chute or whatever the phrase is I'm, Obviously, i'm not a base jumper and then <laughs> they have little motorcycle like mopeds that track where these guys land and the moped picks them up you know they pack the parachute up and then drives them back to the tower so they can go up back up the elevator and do it again and again and again and again so it's a whole thing um so maybe you'll you'll take up base jumping and join that at uh, the KL <laughs> tower. But those were two things that really stuck out to me. Um, you know, obviously they're touristy things uh, that we went and did, but but they were really cool experiences in, in Kuala Lumpur itself um, that I thought was pretty cool. So I don't know are you, you into base jumping at all. Or you think you, you, think you'll, you I, you'll do that I don't your...
2: know. I don't know if I would be into it, but you, who knows? Um, I've never been bungee jumping. Um, I used to do some cliff jumping as a kid, but that was many, many moons ago. So um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, cause I don't even think that that's something that you would be, I mean, that's kind of, it's not like you could just go somewhere and be like, Oh, teach me how to base jump. Right. Or I don't know. Is it, I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. Probably. I don't think that's a good I, Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I know I no you could idea. go, I mean, maybe it's just a, a, you learn how to skydive and then it's just one step further. Maybe, I don't know. I'm not sure, but I've always kind of wanted that's to skydive. Never done that. Uh, but yeah, no, that would, that would actually be quite fun. Um, but yeah, Kuala Lumpur, man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to to kind of hang around and explore that city because like I said, I probably have like four days total in that city. Uh, but I do know that there will be a lot of weekend trips there. Um, a lot of weekend trips everywhere. Uh, that's that, another really big thing that I am excited about is Malaysia, Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, wherever you want to call it, um, is such a great central hub for Southeast Asia. So as soon as I got the word that I was moving to Malaysia, one of the very first things, and I still actually do this, I was doing this probably earlier today or yesterday. Um, I'm like, how much is it for me to fly over here? How long is it for me to, you know, how long of a flight, how much is it to fly over here? And and literally I was looking at some of these flights like from, from Penang cause there is an airport in Penang. Um, You can fly, I think it's like literally from Penang to Kuala Lumpur is probably like going from here to Houston, just super quick, super fast. Um, But I was looking at him like, man, I can fly to Singapore for $18 one way, $18 a I was like, man, that, you know, (laughs) let's go, let's go hang out in Singapore for a weekend, long weekend. Let's go to Singapore. Um, I have spent some time in Singapore. There is some really cool attractions there. Um, But, you know, me always kind of geared towards the diving. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm just a a stone's throw away from places like Indonesia. I mean, you kind of mentioned it, the Philippines, Thailand, um, just the different parts of Malaysia. I was just like, man, you know, I can get to these really amazing dive sites and it's not going to cost me a huge amount of money. Um, how I was comparing it to some people is, uh, Obviously, you know, we're based out of Austin, Texas. Um, It's like flying from here to get down to Cancun. It's a two hour flight, you know, and and there are some days where they have really good deals, some days not so great deals, but you can get there fairly cheap and fairly fast. And that's what's kind of cool and exciting about uh, Malaysia is in any given direction, I can fly two hours that way, you know, maybe three, four hours. But within like a four hour flight time, I can hit a lot of different areas. Um, and there's going to be probably times it's not necessarily going to be for scuba diving. Like, oh, I've never really been here. One place that's been on the bucket list for a long time. And I don't know why it's taking me this long. Um, but I really want to go check out Vietnam, you know, and, and that's just right right around the corner. I mean, not literally, but just it'll be much more accessible um, to get there, you know, Vietnam. I'm I'm really really itching to get to the Philippines. I was actually trying to get out there last time I was backpacking, but I was not able to make it. And um, what's really cool about it is, uh, the dive table is actually going to be uh, um, floating the bill for all of these trips. So thank you, Daniel, in advance, you know, for for getting me out to all these different dive sites to explore and spread the word of the dive table. So, um, and, and (laughs) I was, I've actually been joking around, uh, with a few people and telling them, um, I'm actually going out there just to, uh, promote the dive table. So, um, look out Southeast Asia. Here comes the, the, one of the co-hosts of the dive table. We're going to get out there and we're going to, we're going to make this thing worldwide. It's, it's going to be huge. So, yeah, that's probably um, a
1: good thing to mention. Uh, to people too is, um, w- which we're doing it 30 minutes into the podcast, but the, the podcast <laughs> will continue. <laughs> we probably should said yes. that up front, but we we will continue. Obviously, we'll have some uh, some timing logistics. What an 18 hour difference or something like that between here and there. Um, so yeah, it's going to it's gonna be
2: quite challenging. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. going to be challenging. But we will um, figure but it out we'll and we're going to continue. Yeah, um, and it'll be cool too show. just well, to kind of. Or no, go ahead. Sorry, sorry.
1: Go ahead. I was to say be- before we get to the diving part because I think I think uh, that that's well, let's wrap up with some diving um, sites that you're excited to see out there. I, I did want to mention um, the food. So you mentioned the food or, or earlier. Uh, again, uh, take these as my experience and what I can remember. But the the for, to all of our Malaysian listeners out there, um, one of the the kind of cornerstone dishes that I remember was called, um, I think, nasi lemak. Uh, nasi lemak. Nasi, I think, means rice uh, in, in Malay. Uh, but I think it literally means fat rice, which is awesome. And it's like this coconut rice is amazing. And then there's a bunch of different sides. Um, but usually it's it's rice, cucumber, and peanuts are are a staple. And then you might get like prawn, sambal, or like fried anchovies or, or different accompaniments um with it but nasi lamak stuck out to me and there's another one called nasi caribou i think it was or karabu um again malaysian listeners out there uh you know please forgive the pronunciations here but <laughs> it was blue rice and fried chicken so definitely that's going to be one okay. I, i'm going to try and come and visit you sometime next year and uh, and, that, and then I'm just going to eat my way through Malaysia, dive my <laughs> way through, through all of Malaysia. Is my plan, but um, laksa uh, basically is rice noodles, and there's lots of different soups. So the one I remember I liked was um, I think Assam laksa, which was uh, like a sour tamarind bo- broth. Uh, it was amazing, and then obviously satay is very very popular in all of Asia, but especially yeah. you know. Um, Malaysia really says like, it's funny cause you go to an American Thai restaurant and you say you want Penang curry. And our belief is that that's a Thai dish, right? <laughs> no, that's a, it's a Malaysian dish, right? Um, the peanut sauce that you get in, in Thailand or Thai restaurants, I'm sorry, um, originated in Malaysia, right? And with satay, which is like a grilled meat, skewered meat with this sweet peanut sauce. Um, and then the other thing that surprised me when I was there food wise, cause I just, you know, wanted to explore was, uh, because of, of, you know, it, it is kind of a cosmopolitan city, Kuala Kuala Empora is at least, um, there's a, a, huge Indian, um, influence and, and presence. And I remember eating amazing Indian food, um, in, in similar hawker st- stalls there, but roti uh, is another, it's kind of like, a, a tortilla, uh, for Texas listeners, is the best way to put it uh, you know, roti uh, Indian tortilla, but you can be wrapped, you know, with different things. It could be eaten by itself. It could be dipped in things. And I remember just um, having amazing different styles of, of, of roti dishes that were amazing. So anyways, I wanted to mention the food just because I, I did write that down as something that, yeah. And the thing about Southeast Asia in general, in my experience so far is, you know, I like, three o'clock or four o'clock in the afternoon it's like someone reaches up and turns on the faucet and it just pours down rain you know for an hour or two and then it and then it like when it's done someone turns it off like it's not like there's not like sprinkles and then big rain or it doesn't like it's not like living in in uh oregon where it just sprinkles all day long it's just like downpour for an hour and then nothing you know, and, and <laughs> because of that, there's so much water and, and the land is so fertile. There's an amazing agriculture. And so I remember, you know, just the the flavor, for example, of a of a Thai eggplant in something like green curry was just knock your socks off flavorful. And all it was, was a was an eggplant. You know, it was just amazing. And so the food in in I think Southeast Asia has the best food and um part of it is because of the quality of the ingredients. And then part of it is the balancing of, of all the different flavor profiles, sweet and sour and savory and salty and um spicy and all these things that, that get balanced out in, in a single dish. Like it could be like a salad, you know, the, and, and it has everything, you know, in it, all, all those ingredients plus, you know, all those, that balance uh, of, of both flavor and of, of mouthfeel. So, Anyway, I'm I'm really jealous of your you know food adventures for the next uh for the next year and like gonna you're gonna have to figure out how to how to uh, dry freeze some amazing things and send them <laughs> back to
2: the states for me because I'm
1: gonna be like no I want to eat that so no I anyway,
2: I, I wanted am, to mention the food yeah I am actually that's probably one um, of the top things that I am looking forward to just because. Um, I think we even got into a huge food conversation. We were doing the maybe it was the desert island dives Um, because that's such a huge thing when you're traveling around is to be able to experience these new and and exciting dishes, things that you haven't really tried before. And you're just kind of kind of, you know, being adventurous, like, oh, let me try this. Let me try that. And then you just start finding these wonderful dishes Um, or even like one of my favorite things to do is you know, you, you meet up with a local, someone that grew up there and then they just kind of take you on this wonderful culinary journey of like, Hey, you got to try this, but with this, you know, like this is how we do it out here. And you're like, man, I'm blown away by this. And, um, I am actually looking forward to, cause I did, um, I think a lot of just Southeast Asian in general, I, I would normally eat more Indian food out there. And there is a lot of really good Indian food out there. And I'm really excited to kind of journey down that, uh, path um i remember there was a dish that i really enjoyed and i don't even want to try it because i remember always butchering it when i said it but i think it's called char K. Tiao or something like that. I probably just butchered it, but it's kind of a noodle dish. I, I always kind of explained it. It's just like a different variation of pad Thai. Um, and I always just thought it was like this one stall you would go there while I was staying in Penang. I'm like, man, this is so good. I ended up going there. Like when I when I find a dish I like, I'll end up going there like two or three days in a row just because I'm like, dude, this is great. This is price wise. It's amazing. Everything about this is huge. Um, I even have a picture of it somewhere. This is pretty amazing. Um, but yeah, the, the Hawker centers is something I am really, really looking forward to. I went to one in Kuala Lumpur. Um, I think it's one of their famous Hawker centers. I I don't even want to try to figure out which one it was or, um, I think I have it on my Instagram because it was just I saw that it was uh, when I when I was looking for things to do and it's like, oh, you got to check out this this Hawker Center. Um, It is definitely not for the timid eater. I shall say that you do have to be quite adventurous uh, when you start getting out to places like that because you will see and uh, see and, and just taste things that will absolutely knock your socks off. And sometimes you're like, do I want to eat that? But you got to kind of throw yourself in those situations of like, you know what, I'm going to try this. And um, so I'm really, really excited for the food. And just to kind of um, just, you know, change the diet up a little bit, you know, just um, – Obviously, Texas. No here, more Whataburger. And, yeah, I know, right? No more Whataburger. <laughs> no more. No more In and Out. No more. Um. And, and granted, they do have barbecue over there. It's just very different. And and I am actually really excited to check out the barbecue scene over there because, um, you know, just the type of it's, it's just very different. But obviously, no. Am I going to get the the Rudy's? You know, spare ribs or you know brisket? Probably not. But. Um, there's gonna be some some amazing food out there, and I'm really excited to just go out there and try the different cuisines. And um, but yeah, saute is absolutely amazing out there. And um, I'm sorry for the people out there because uh, there are quite a few people out there these days that are allergic to peanuts. Um, I don't know if I would have. I mean, granted, like I've been eating peanut sauce and things peanut type dishes for so it's it's very incorporated in a lot of dishes out there and um, i'm just like man i can't wait can't wait to try the different peanut sauces and the sambal yeah just keep it spicy and um yeah i'm i'm beyond beyond excited about the food there it's definitely i mean yeah we could do a whole podcast on food but this isn't the food table it's the dive table (laughs) so
1: yeah uh, you could serve food on our table any day. Yeah exactly we, yeah, we'll yeah. bring bring the food gorge ourselves. Yeah we'll dive well, let, into the food. Well let's wrap up maybe. I did a little bit of research prior to this and and I'm going to butcher this but um so menyalam menyalam is uh, is how you, I believe you say diving in Malay. Okay. So you'll probably find out there's a slang term for it and that's the proper like that's just the word diving or something but <laughs> but menyalam Was what I what I found. So let's let's talk diving just a bit. I know that you know we could uh, probably go on. It's funny because we run a dive show here, but we've talked very little about anything underwater uh, today. But maybe what are some of the dive sites uh, in in Malaysia specifically that you're you're looking forward to exploring? What's kind of the
2: outlook for you in terms of your diving in Malaysia? Well. The area that I am going to is definitely not known for its diving. Um, I, I was actually talking about this today. It's not, you know, the when most people talk about Southeast Asia diving, uh, Penang, Malaysia is not the spot that people are talking about. That being said, I was joking around. I'm like, yeah, it's not going to be spectacular, but compared to Lake Travis, it'll probably be pretty amazing. Um so the the closest cuz that instantly that was like one of the first things I started looking at um I think the closest place that I will be able to get like maybe a quick weekend trip well there'll be a lot of quick weekend trips but there's actually a, a island called Lincawi and I really I almost went there when I was in Penang, when I was in Malaysia, but I had to be in Indonesia for by a certain date. So I was like, okay, I got to leave Malaysia, head towards Indonesia. But next time I'm coming here, I'm going to Langkawi, And um, I'm definitely looking forward to diving there. Um, I don't know what it's like right now. I know a lot of the, the world has been opening up, has opened up. So I'm assuming that there's probably facilities out there, you know, catering to divers so i'm really really looking forward um to that sort of diving and then also um they're on the so i'll be on the west side of malaysia kind of like middle malaysia west side Um, on the east side of malaysia there's apparently really good diving out there i i don't want to say the name i'm going to butcher it but i want to say it's tioman t-i-o-m-a-n tioman tioman um And I've seen pictures and and reviews and supposedly there's some really, really phenomenal diving there. So if a lot of you listeners out there, I think you've heard me speak about, um, the coral triangle at some point. It's, it's one of the most biodiverse, if not the most biodiverse place for scuba diving in the world, the most coral, the most amount types of fish, um, Parts of Malaysia, well, Malaysia in general is kind of in a Coral Triangle, but then there's this more centered Coral Triangle. And uh, the eastern part of Malaysia, because it's almost two different, um, I don't want to say island, but it's separated by an ocean. East Malaysia, Bruni, is that how you pronounced it? Brunei, Bruni, brunei I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, But that is some world-class phenomenal diving. Um, when people talk about the, that, you know, world-class Indonesia, Philippines type of diving, that's right there, um, in Eastern Malaysia. So that's actually the place that I'm most excited to go and explore. Um, just because it's, you know, it's, it's going to be more than a weekend trip, maybe take like a week off and kind of go explore out there. But, um, the dive sites that I'll probably hit mostly will be like Langkawi, Um, and, uh, Eastern main part of Malaysia, but also I'm, I'm really excited to, um, as, as many of, you know, I am an instructor, so I do want to, um, you know, keep that going. I do want to continue to instruct. I'm going to take definitely a little bit of a break going into this job, but my big thing is, is I'm going to, um, not necessarily take this year off, but I'm going to take a year off and just explore and try to find different dive sites, different dive shops, and um, basically just spend a year interviewing and, and um, finding a shop that I feel I would click well with, and then pretty much go in there and beg them for a job. Um, and uh, I don't know, you know how that's going to turn out, but you know, my goal is to kind of just explore these different shops. And then once I kind of find one that I like, keep coming back, keep coming back, basically just keep showing up until they, they offer me a job. So <laughs> um, but I I am excited. that the the biggest thing and, and I'm sorry for all my fellow Lake Travis divers, um, but the biggest exciting thing that I'm looking forward to is um I feel that once I'm out there and granted there might be some, some lulls where I'm not able to dive as much as I have been able to dive here. Um, but I feel like the bulk of my diving will be back in the ocean, which I'm really, really excited. You guys have heard me talk about the, the 80, 80, 80 diver. Um, just, you know, that warm water, that wonderful weather, um, just that great visibility. And I'm really, really excited to just kind of be able to explore the ocean more. Um, And granted, there's opportunities here. Like I was just at a friend's house, and we were looking. They they were looking at stuff in the coast, and I was just like, man, I should have explored the coast a lot more while I was here. Um, Granted, we are a little bit further from the coast, um, but there I will be pretty close to the coast. I mean, I don't know. Maybe the diving is is you know comparable to here on good days or bad days or whatnot. Where I'll actually be living, but. Uh, Linkawi, I want to say is like a two and a half hour boat ride from where I'm going to be. And that's probably going to be, um, the place that I go to most, but just like I was talking earlier, um, it's going to be really quick. you know, like, Oh, let me just fly over here. It's going to be an hour flight, like $18, $18 to Singapore, you know, maybe a hundred dollars to the Philippines. And again, this is one way, not two ways, but, um, and I want to say that Malaysia has one of the, the highest, holidays, days off out of a lot of other places, <laughs> a lot of that, a lot of other places. So um, that'll be quite exciting. Like, oh, I have an extra long weekend. Let's just hop on a plane and fly over to Thailand and eat some good food, do some scuba diving and drink some cheap beer. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so we'll see how it goes. But I am very, very much looking forward to the diving. And it's going to be a wonderful journey that you all, all you listeners will be able to um, listen in, tune in and, and see, you know, what new place I explored or what new diving I did. And, um, you know, as much as I don't want to, uh, producer Daniel's forcing me to get a GoPro and documenting some of this stuff. You know, we've been fighting tooth and nail over it, but he's, he's making me do it. Um, I just say, hey, man, I need to get paid. I need to get my blue M&Ms and I need, I need to just kind of keep going at it. You know, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. But no, I'm, I'm looking forward to to documenting this and sharing this journey with with all you listeners out there so well awesome um and
1: as i said before i'm excited for you as well and and uh looking forward to the stories and and hopefully being able to join you while we're once you find out where the good spots are which again any spot's probably going to be amazing and then and then you're going to become a snob (laughs) <laughs> you'd be like, Well, yeah, it's 60 feet of is where I can go over here great. and it's 100 feet of is, you know, like, yeah, yeah just just, uh, you know, eventually you'll be there. But excited for your ocean diving. And I know at heart you're an ocean diver um, at heart. And so I'm excited for you to get back in the, uh, the big blue and uh, in the salt and all that fun stuff and uh, and have some fun. Well, good. Let's wrap this one up. So today, obviously, Nick has shared his big news, um, big news. And, and literally, you're, you're leaving here in the next couple of days, which is uh, amazing and um, going to be awesome and, and all those things. Uh, we talked a bit about Malaysian culture and, and some facts and some fun and some stories that we have there. Obviously, more to come uh, from, from Nick on that end as he uh, explores his new home at home base and then a little bit about diving uh getting back in the big blue uh and and what that's what nick's looking forward to there so we would love to hear from you um have you ever been to malaysia if so where uh what were your highlights did you dive uh give nick some uh some pointers if you've been there before i'm sure please those would please. be much much appreciated nick at the dive table.com. nick at the dive table.com you can reach him directly and give him some pointers And hey, if you enjoyed this episode and you want to be part of this growing community and the community is growing, man, it's crazy. Um, If you want to be a part of it, the best place to connect with us is at thedivetable.com. There's a million things you can do there. Uh, You know, leave a rating, leave us a voicemail and hey, who knows, it might even show up on the show. Um, You can send us a message, tell Nick where to go diving. Uh, and you can also check out one of our exclusive all-inclusive dive clubs. Um, so uh, thank you guys for being with us Any
2: parting thoughts Nick? no um, and yes I am really looking forward to uh, when y'all make it out there. Uh, we're gonna the dive table is gonna take Malaysia by storm once you know we get uh, producer Daniel a few days off and then you'll get some days off and then uh, we'll we'll definitely do a, a awesome dive trip out there. It's gonna be amazing. And yes, please, if you have any information that you would like to share, please share it via email, Facebook group, Pigeon Carrier, Pigeon Mail. What was that? What? I can't remember what you used to say. Shell shell Mail. <laughs>
1: yeah. Shell Mail was yours. Yeah, Shell Mail. Call me on the Good. shell phone. All right. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks, everyone out there um, in Scuba World, Scuba Land uh, for joining us today. And we look forward to having you back on the next episode of the dive table
0: the dive table is a production of fish dive surf incorporated and a member of the fish dive surf podcast network you can find out more at www.fishdivesurf.com